Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome. Dispatching Hello. from special locations and in new jobs. Much has changed since our last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We've become different people. <laughs> How are you doing? Well, I actually feel like more of a human being today than I have for the whole <gasps> of the week. So I have been ill, ill. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'm not good when I'm poorly, so I have been <laughs> feeling properly sorry for myself and oh. had moments where I just wanted to cry. <gasps> I felt that sorry oh. for myself. Oh, I, to- I totally know this about myself, but it kind of um, amplified it this week, shall we say. Mm. Me without sleep is not a good good combination at all um and having kind of like four or five nights in a row without any sleep is not good oh my gosh so that brought on moments of where I could have cried <gasps> quite literally oh. so yeah I don't think it was COVID yeah. I was tested for COVID don't think it was that but it was certainly something awful and nasty and I would never want anybody to experience it oh and you've taken it out on your man proper Made him suffer, I hope. Oh, he's he he has stepped up this weekend, I have oh. to say. He has. He's been very good. He's made food. He's done the shopping. He's oh. tidied up. He's been oh. great. Oh, good. Okay. He's okay. listened to me whinging on an hourly oh. basis. He's oh. been very good. Very, very good. nice. That's exactly what he needed to do. Yes, oh, he has. Good. He get some brownie points that will obviously expire very soon but he's had them. <laughs> yeah that's the main thing that's the main <laughs> thing you can always say well you had those points yeah yeah even if they expired <laughs> exactly exactly oh, so no. tell me about you because your life is far yeah. more interesting than my illness <gasps> oh it's very crazy so i had i think four days or five days in athens which was just absolutely mm. delightful i ate oh. my body weight in feta cheese and olives. I love feta cheese. Oh, and then uh, the Greek coffee. I have just had buckets of Greek coffee, sitting around cafes, enjoying, just walking endlessly, endlessly around the city. It was awesome. I didn't go anywhere. Just stayed in Athens. Just delighted. Yeah, it was wonderful. Nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, nice. I'm going back. And it was so funny because uh, it's the first time in my life I've ever had somebody look at my last name on my passport and say, "Oh, hey, are you from here?" It was just really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just felt like, hey, these are somewhere back in the lineage. Some of those people are my people, which is kind of nice. So yeah. So now I'm back in Delhi. I'm in, in India, first time since the pandemic, which is super nice. Yeah. So seeing yeah. my, my dude's parents and seeing old friends like our besties and mm-hmm. um, and just it's enjoying it. And wow, it's, you know, this pandemic has been just insane like it has taken so much time from us it's so Mm. crazy meeting people and we haven't seen them because we haven't been able to so it's bittersweet it's wonderful and it's also super sad that we've come through something like this together Mm. yeah yeah you often don't process some of these bigger things in life until you've been through them and and for for a little while and then you come out the other side and the magnitude really mm. really hits you and I think mm-hmm. that's what's happening with a lot of people mm-hmm. um and we're starting you know you're still seeing the fallout of 
of what's happening and it's still causing problems and disruptions mm-hmm. with um travel there's um a lot of the airlines are really struggling at the minute um mm-hmm. we're just going into easter break here and um so lots of people are kind of first time i guess for a few years that people really feel free to travel mm-hmm. um and the yeah there's some big major disruptions going on so yeah yeah the chaos is still there oh man you've got it absolutely yeah yeah but you made it and that's the main thing so far good time and yeah things are okay and eating good food and sometimes if that's it's always a bonus yeah 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 so okay so in your delirium last week did you have any time to go to the relationship correspondence desk well even in my illness (laughs) and at death's door (laughs) i will not let you down Oh, man. So I came across an interesting article about um, a survey that was done down under. um, And it was talking about um, gender biases in relationships and in dating. Okay. So this, um, yeah, so this survey that was done by Bumble. um, Bumble is a dating app, isn't it? I've got that one. It is. It is. It's also an app to find best friends. If you didn't know that. Oh, is it really? I, oh, I didn't indeed. know that. You can find okay. a girlfriend on, uh, on Bumble. Is that friends or friends with benefits? Friends? <laughs> yeah, no, actual friends. Yeah. Actual real life friends. Yeah, okay. I was going to use Bumble for friends when I get back to Toronto. But yes, no, Bumble yeah. has two functions. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, we've mm. learned something new. Yeah. Um, so they did a they did a, um, a survey of, of users to ask about gender stereotypes mm. and what their expectations were. And um, but then also how behavior then ensued after that. So how mm. did it follow? So eighty eight percent of people said that they did want to break down some of those gender biases when it comes to mm. those stereotypical roles that we play in kind of dating. Mm-hmm. However, eighty percent of people did not follow through with the behavior in order to be able to do that. Okay. All right. Tell me more. So, yeah, so the article then went on to kind of explain the fact that we might start to to change behaviours mm-hmm. for a little bit, but then actually the kind of, maybe the novelty wears off or we just get out of mm. the habit or we're not intentional enough. Mm. So, you know, it takes a little while, doesn't it, to break habits or to, um, and a lot of these behaviours, these societal behaviours are, um, they're there, they're, they're around us and they're within our psyche they're within our unconscious behavior and we do things naturally without even realizing Mm -hmm. so we'll talk about how you know a girl might act kind of quite um I don't want to say ditzy but quite kind Mm. of flirty or um you know not maybe not kind of coming out with or downplay her intelligence maybe yeah so it's not yeah, to like be not threatening kind of forth, yeah like not forthcoming in with that kind mm-hmm. of intellectual debate or may hold back or withdraw on certain views or opinions mm-hmm. um and instead they'll come across as just quite light and mm-hmm. um yeah easy going and all of those sorts of things mm-hmm. and it says that you know a lot of this behavior is just ingrained in us and therefore to change that habit mm-hmm. takes quite a lot of intentional thought process to do something different and to follow through with that and it said that you know in the majority of cases we just weren't really there in terms of putting the time and the effort in to be able to start to change some of those norms Mm, my gosh interesting but again yeah it does start to get you got me then thinking about kind of stereotypes at home and how things are and 
And I was thinking about kind of this weekend. So I was thinking, well, before that, I probably would have said, well, yeah, I do most of the cooking. Like, that's just what we do. Um, but it's not because there's a um, because I'm a woman. It's because I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And so you start to kind of second guess yourself and say, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing all the cooking just because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. But it's not kind of like that. It's because I enjoy doing it and it's a strength of mine. And mm-hmm. I, for me, it's part of chilling and relaxing is to actually kind of be creative in the kitchen and make a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I enjoy doing. So it does start to get you to think about why are we changing things just because because we believe that we should because we shouldn't Mm. be kind of confined into boxes or are we changing them because we really really want to Mm. because if if you're conditioned in a certain way by society and then society's trying to condition you in a different way Mm. surely you're still being conditioned (laughs) interesting totally which is kind of got me thinking about that a bit more in a bit more detail oh this is very tricky I guess the thing is to filter out what what should you actually change because yeah. and and really the question is is this pattern or is this role that you're playing serving you and serving mm. people around you or is it not serving you so cooking is yeah. serving you serving the people yeah. around you serving you yeah I'm trying to think of a place where I'm stuck in a gender role that is not serving me as I kind of think mm. about that oh man it's funny because I I don't quite. Myself, I don't see a place where in my relationship I'm stuck in a role because of my gender, per se. This is a hard one. It is, isn't it? Yeah. But it it just really got me thinking about why are we changing some of the things? And because, again, that's just another message that tells us what we're doing isn't right. But, you know, who's to say what's right or wrong or what format we should follow and I guess it really comes back to that does does your life work for you or or not regardless of whether you're male female or identify as something else Mm -hmm. um is your life working yeah great happy days is it not okay what do you need to look at yeah yeah and Mm. what is it within your control very cool oh that is that's interesting because at first glance I'm like oh yeah you know screw the patriarchy but it's like oh but I (laughs) I do certain things in my life yeah and if it's not working for me is it because of a gender role or is it because of something else where I'm not showing up in a powerful way or I'm at the mercy of something or playing small yeah oh man that's a Pandora's box Mm, isn't it (laughs) interesting okay that's a cool one good times yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) nice cool all right you got us started I did. Would you like a hot topic now? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So today's hot topic is along the lines of common relationship fears. Mm. So we've done a few of these before. But today we're going to talk about not being good enough. Ah, uh-huh, yes. Good. <laughs> Now it's a trick question because is, is it really that you're not good enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh-huh. that is the question though, yeah. right? So who says you're not good enough? Yeah. And if we go back to that stereotype or that mm-hmm. societal message, who is it? Or or is this often we get this as a kind of family message? Mm-hmm. So we're never good enough as children, therefore we're not going to be good enough as adults. Yeah. Um, it might be that we're stuck in this comparison um position where we're mm-hmm. comparing ourselves to everybody else's, you know, 
fake reality <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that we're being presented with yeah. like yeah. this whole thing around not being good enough what are you measuring against mm-hmm. would be my first you know my first question back to you but also you know who says who says you're not good enough mm-hmm. yeah yeah but totally. this is such a common thing that plays out in relationships yeah a lot it and a lot more is. than you think well and that's the thing because often the I'm not good enough message is hiding behind something else because it's not mm. this is something that we arrive at as an insight when we coach it's not the presenting concern of somebody they don't come to us because they're like I don't think I'm good enough in my relationship it's coming up as other stuff So how do you see the I'm not good enough route presenting as sort of complaints or or concerns? Like, how do do you see it showing up? I see it more showing up in tolerance of things that that you wouldn't normally tolerate. Mm. So I see it as a kind of minimizing yourself, minimizing your own. um, It's almost, you can almost get a situation where people go, do you know what, I'm I'm not going to, push for things anymore that I think I should have Mm -hmm. or things to be a certain way because there's no point and I haven't got that voice anyway because Mm. I'm not maybe kind of the strong one in the in the relationship or what I say doesn't matter um I'm only here for this portion Mm. of the relationship I'm not here for kind of all of it You, you know it's not it's never going to be on my terms fully I see it kind of more showing up in that Mm. um perspective that I don't I'm not feeling equal I'm not feeling an equitable partner in a relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh that's super interesting and I think I agree too like and I this isn't a client it's just something that I'd heard actually on this on a sort of private Facebook forum somebody came sort of forward with and it was really shocking to sort of see this woman who said you know, I'm in this relationship and with somebody who constantly treats me poorly, interrupts me and and uh, and dismisses me and says that it's because of this medical diagnosis that he's not able to show up any differently. He's not able to change. He's done his part. So I have to sort of do the rest. I'm not quite sure if I'm happy. And then she sort of mm. got, went to list a, a number of things where she was not exactly happy, but she didn't feel like she could say anything. And she was basically like, do I put up with this forever? Maybe we should get counseling. And they also compounded on that. She's a, a professional woman in her thirties. So has this mm. feeling of her biological clock ticking. Yes, yeah. And she literally, you can see this defeatist attitude that she cannot just, she doesn't deserve anything different or anything better. Yeah. And this, yeah. this partner that she's with has literally had her by the, you know, just is choking her basically. Yeah. And it's, you're right. That's absolutely it. But underneath all of that acceptance of absolute nonsense, right? Like an absolute nonsense yeah. relationship is this message of I'm not good enough for anything better. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's just a pure tolerance. But also I see you playing out in boundaries as well. Like, mm. so people won't, um, they won't have firm boundaries because, they think that they're not good enough to have them or they don't deserve boundaries or I just need to accept kind of what my lot is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see it in that way, in that, you know, in, in situations like that, rather than people raising things and saying, mm, actually, when you don't listen to me or I'm not allowed my my say and my voice, that makes me feel um, inferior to you and I'm not happy to put up with that. That mm-hmm. would be you know, that position of taking a boundary stance as in, 
my my opinion is just as valid as yours let's let's have equal time to to discuss those opinions and then decide kind of what what we make of all of that mm -hmm. um in the situation where we're where we're not and we let somebody else just shut us down and not have our say then we're we're just allowing them to walk all over the boundaries mm -hmm. and, and you know effectively we haven't got any any in place yeah yeah and eventually that won't serve you no no my gosh no because it'll manifest in other things, sort of manifesting um, in depression, in loneliness, yeah. in anxiety. just general sadness, anxiety. Yeah. yeah, I'll feel. And then on the, you know, the flip side of that is actually the, the reactionary um, position where I start to get more resentful and um, and contemptible creep in. Yeah. And I'll get a bit spiteful and nasty. Yeah. Um, so it'll go one way or the other. I'll either be kind of silently compliant and oh. underneath just super happy, unhappy about it. Or I would, I'll start retaliating and you'll yes. see some really poor behavior from me as a result of that. It's not really going to end. Ne neither option, though, is, is mm -hmm. ending well in the relationship, is it? Oh, my gosh, no. And even if you put up with it for years and still never say anything or, you know, don't have any of those other health related and, and mental well-being things that pop out. The bottom of it is, though, you're not in a happy relationship, no. so you're missing out on so much joy in life that you could be having. I mean, even though I was, like, properly pooly last week and I started to perk up a little bit at the weekend, we still had a nice time together. We still enjoyed each other's company. We still laughed mm. about the stupidest of things. And that's what you want, a relationship where you feel connected. You feel like you are equal human beings and you've got some joy and some well I need some fun in my life but <laughs> if that's not one of your strong values yeah. you need one of the other values in your life that yeah. is present yeah gosh that's so true and the, the the chances are when you're in this situation where you don't feel like you're good enough you're not going to have your your values met they're not going to be honored because yeah. why would they be because you're not honoring them probably yeah. yes oh so true so true. And you brought up resentment there in terms of one of those feelings that starts to spill out. And uh, I'm not a huge follower of Brene Brown, but just something just popped up on something one day. And there's this little quick tidbit that she was talking about that she had learned some time down the road is uh, that resentment, she had thought that resentment was a product, was that the underlying emotion was anger. Um, and then she asked a wise person and they said, no, it's not. Uh, related to anger it's related to envy that the underlying emotion behind resentment is envy is mm. why do you get to have something or why do other people get to some, get have something and I don't get to get have it so yeah. spilling out from there is a screaming a, a silent scream inside you saying mm. I see other people getting their way and I see other people being treated well why can't I be treated well and the only path to that is your partner will never change. If you don't demand the change, they will never mm. cut you a break and say, oh, you know what? You are worthy because they'll yeah. treat you like you put it out there that you demand to be yeah. treated. And the yeah. only way to change that is to raise your bar. Yeah. Which is really difficult to do. If you're coming from a place where you don't, where I don't feel like my cup is topped up, I don't feel like I'm topping my cup up or anybody else for that matter. I feel like I'm at the bottom of the kind of list mm. of 
hierarchy, whether it's in the family, friends, whatever it is, I always feel like somebody else has got an edge on me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm coming from a real place of lacking and it's difficult Mm -hmm. to start to top those levels up for yourself. But Mm -hmm. I think that's where you need to start is how can I start to recognize some of my own beauty, some of my own gifts and Mm -hmm. strengths, Mm -hmm. whether that's as a person or in the relationship or with your friends, family, work, start wherever you Mm. see yourself as being strong. Because sometimes you can see yourself as as a good, strong, solid person at work, Mm -hmm. but maybe you feel like you don't, you're not that same person in your home environment, in your relationship. Now, my question back would be you are the same person Mm. so where where is it working at work and how does that how does some of that Mm. start to translate into your relationship because it will Mm -hmm. because naturally we show up as the same people we just don't often recognize it or realize it yeah but you and I when we coach we start off with one person Mm. with one issue and as they start to shed the spotlight on how they're living small and taking less than they deserve in one area, it starts to highlight what they thought was okay. Most people will come to us saying, oh, my career is fine, but my relationship is X or vice versa. And then when we peel back the onion, we realize, no, actually, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot, there's a, there's a common theme. There's usually the same groundwater that runs along everything. Yeah. But I think no matter what, there are always strengths you can find. I think the trick is that we're not always that great at looking for them for ourselves. And once we can start to come from a place of strength, we can start to recognize and acknowledge some of those uh, those areas and those points because we have all got them. There isn't there's there are none of us that are sat there without any strengths whatsoever at all. True. We just aren't that great at looking for them and identifying them. So I do think that's a really great place to begin is to um you know apply we've talked about the top three game before Mm. apply the top three game game to yourself so as you go through the day you start to recognize um what are the top three things right now that I am proud of or that I think I've done well today or in the last last 48 hours whatever time period you want to look at and then review it again in in you know at the end of the day right okay has has this changed has something else come in and you start to really build up this um this natural ability to be able to recognize strengths in yourself mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I like the top three game and I feel like actually right now I feel like man I could really do with that I think that's something mm. that's a technique to bring back into my regime as well yeah yeah it's one of those that you forget about and then when you remember you go oh yeah that's so cool yeah yeah (laughs) I should be doing that yeah yeah (laughs) just like I tell everybody actually and I notice it myself is we can't sort of sit around waiting for life to be a little bit easier and less stressful because it's just going to keep piling on but piling on yeah is that we have to make those physiotherapy like do your exercises do your physiotherapy Mm -hmm. exercises because just like a a joint or a pulled tendon or muscle, like it's not going to get better on its own. It has Mm. to have your active, either your physical gym or your mental gym to train your brain or your muscles to Mm. work in a, in a different way that is going to better serve you. That's true. Yeah. But it's always starting small, I think, because when you feel so overwhelmed and we've all been there, I mean, I'm feeling quite overwhelmed about some of the things that need to be done in my house this Mm. week because of being ill and you come out the back of that and it feels like it's like climbing Mount Everest. But if we start small and say, okay, well, what if I just did a couple of things? Mm. If I spent 10 minutes, if I spent, 
you know, half an hour. What if I just set aside kind of two hours at the end of a day mm. or a start of a day? Um, sometimes it's also thinking, right, what do I do, need to do to put myself in that good space to be mm. able to even just do the 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, sleep has been a bit of a priority for me this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's not worked out so well. <laughs> so I know there's a deficit yeah. there. I need to get back on with that and get, feel like actually, you know, wake up feeling refreshed to be able to maybe do some of those things. Mm -hmm. It's all about timing, isn't it? To be able mm -hmm. to pick, but look, look inward to say, what do I need? What do I need right now? Yeah, yeah. What's going to help me? Yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Mm. yeah oh good insights okay yeah that's a nice sort of thing for the spring clean hey it is added yeah. to the spring clean list. <laughs> yeah. nice. oh should we take a question yeah that's good today's question i think my relationship has reached the final straw and we are on the brink of separation how do we make this easier? Make what easier? <laughs> I always look like dissecting and looking to like, what do we mean? Yeah. Yeah. But first off, this is a really hard space to be in. This is a very emotionally, mm. oh, just so challenging. So just that yeah. feeling of hopelessness, hey? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah and there's something that comes with um I think we put so much pressure on ourselves when we're in a relationship to make things work and to make things last and mm. said it a few weeks ago you know not all relationships are designed to last um forever and that is a societal belief that we've been given is that we you know we get we leave school we mm. get a job we meet somebody we get married we live happily ever after and that's us till kind of you know the, d the day we die whether that's 60 70 80 90 whatever um and we know that actually the reality is that isn't really what happens when we meet mm. lots of different people I think often there can be a real there can be a real pressure from ourselves and externally to to settle down and to and some of that is biological because as women we mm. have got a certain period where we can kind of have children in a healthy way and then it all starts to get a little bit more tricky mm -hmm. so there's there's lots of things complicated things that kind of um that lead us to that that position of wanting to settle down quite young and um but the reality is we know that a lot of people the first marriage doesn't necessarily last so mm. um 40 of people split up or in mm. in relationships like we don't know if this person's married or not but it i get the feeling from the sense of the question it's not a short short-lived relationship it's something that is it, there's a little bit more investment in there when they're talking about being on the brink of of separation but then how do we make it easier mm -hmm. so i think that's the first thing is is recognizing that it's relationships do end and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person it doesn't mean that you're not good enough going back to the hot topic mm -hmm. um it just means that relationship didn't work for whatever reason and it may be that you eat both of you could have put more effort in or you've recognized some things that maybe if you'd done them differently and that's okay too that still doesn't mean you're a failure it just means you didn't for whatever reason at that time you didn't do those things but you've gained some awareness some understanding mm -hmm. um about the relationship that can 
that can springboard you and you can take something different into the next relationship that you go into so I think that's the first bit is recognizing it's not a failure oh that is so freeing hey because it's just I see a lot people are kind of like it's I feel like such a failure and that you can almost there's this burden I went through it myself I know exactly what it's like um was too too big well when I got divorced from uh from my marriage I did feel like a failure and I think about the, the amount of pressure that I put on myself because of that um was awful like I was just so mean to myself <laughs> and you know, it feels kind of really really heavy and um and I know that the majority of that came from me it didn't come from anybody else and and it's not doing like that that feeling of guilt and of shame is not helping you it's not keeping it's not helping you do better work for your relationship or better work for yourself Mm -hmm. yeah totally isn't that a cool way to start any of this work is to stay is to say the outcome doesn't matter here yeah if we were just if the if if we change the assignment and the assignment is not save the relationship the assignment is how do we get to know each other better how do we get to know ourselves better and Mm -hmm. tap into what do we want to experience? What is Where is our journey taking us? Where is our personal journey yeah. taking us? And is it yeah. a journey that is taking us along the same road or are we off going in separate directions? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and in this case, it sounds like they want to go in separate directions. And I, to take some of that energy out of it, I think is to remove that thought of we've failed. Mm-hmm. I think it's also removing the blame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because at this stage, does it matter whose fault it was? If, you're, if you've decided, that's yeah. it, we're going to go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. What benefit is there of um, of me saying, well, that was all your fault and, not, and I wasn't <laughs> to blame at all. And mm-hmm. therefore, you should re- feel really super bad about this. Yeah. How does that help me and how does it help you? It doesn't really at this stage. Oh, absolutely. <gasps> wow. Talk about adopting a different level of acceptance, hey? Mm. As opposed to sort of leaving the relationship, kicking, screaming, and shooting yeah. bullets. Yeah. It's it's funny because, I, you know, it, for folks who do decide to separate, th- there was mm. something that they shared. Wouldn't it be different instead of, like, kicking, screaming, and shooting each other sort of out the door, is to meet and shake hands and say thank you for what you've given me, and I'm glad mm. for what we experienced, and this has been a very meaningful part of my life and thank you for being part of yeah. this chapter wouldn't it be yeah. nice to honor the relationship in that fashion yeah you know the, I guess the question is always sort of like so we're at the fork in the road obviously like we we feel we're at a final straw in the relationship is the separation mm-hmm. is it not a lot of things come from pop culture one of my clients actually pointed out something that was just so meaningful for them uh came from this um tv show Ted Lasso which funny enough, has roots, has sort of a foot in both the UK as well as in, in the US in terms of culture clash. Mm. Um, early on in the series, the main character has his relationship, his marriage fall apart or dissolve. Mm. And and funny enough, the, it, the way it took was not an acrimonious blaming so forth. It was this beautiful thing. And the way that they realized that it was time to part was, um, spoiler alert, um, the wife... <laughs> Switch off now. <laughs> switch off now there'll be some major reveals so you know this main character he his wife came to visit him in the uk 
And they were obviously trying to make it work, trying to sort of be a couple, trying to be parents to their kid and try to pretend like everything is normal. Hmm. And I think that he sort of moved in for, you know, sort of, I think he's whether a hug or whatnot. And she started crying and she said, you know, every day I keep, you know, waking up and hoping that I will have feelings that will make this marriage work. Yeah. And every day I am, I'm disappointed to realize those feelings are no longer there. Yeah. And that was the final, okay, mm. I release you. I let you go. Yeah. We are, we are done. Yeah. Because you can come to the table and if you get all the blame away and the shame and all that crap and attachment mm. to the outcome and say, how do we feel? Do we, do we feel the love that is required to bring our journey sort of hand in hand in the next chapter or yeah. are we done here? Yeah. And it's such a, it is such a difficult, um, decision to make it's we face that challenge when we're in relationships because we struggle to say that we're in love <laughs> we mm-hmm. struggle to say when we're not in love mm. so kind of naming it and understanding it is just really difficult I often think about do you really want to do those nice things for each other do you want to mm. um do you want to face those challenges together are you um you know if your partner's really poorly are you there to step up and and is that what you want to do and are you doing it because you want to or are you doing it out of sense of obligation duty it's really looking at some of those I really do see that love is is action mm-hmm. nice actions <laughs> not nasty ones. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know it's so true because you know there's a lot of things in, in when I coach couples is we come up with things that we can do and the partner is very clearly Mm. saying this is my love language if you speak to me in this language I will melt I will be yours and the other hears it and they're like well I think it's a pointless thing I don't even I don't I don't have any desire to do that would I do it because I love you and if you're like I could do it but I don't want to then if there's a bunch of those I could but I don't want to then that could be your Mm. sign is that you know what I could but I don't feel it yeah 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 so that's coming from two things it's either I am so resentful because I'm not getting what I need and therefore I'm not going to give you what you need or it literally is that the flame of your love has just kind of the pilot light has gone out yeah and a lot of our coaching and relationship and with couples is kind of figuring out where's the pilot light is the pilot light still on because we got stuff to work on if the pilot light is out no shame no blame it is what it is yeah yeah yeah, it's, it, it, it is a tough situation. I would say as well, though, in this, you know, they have said that we're on the brink of separation. Is that like a long-term separation? Like often it's having some of those discussions about what are the rules here? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we're great at that. We kind of leave things to mm-hmm. the mystery, to the ether, and we hope that things will just kind of naturally find a rhythm. If this is a temporary separation and you want to just see how it's going, then establish some rules around kind of how often will you still be in contact or mm-hmm. is it that you want a full 30-day, 60-day, whatever it is, total time out mm-hmm. to take that time to reflect and think what is it that you want and then if it is a total separation, what does that mean for the future? Does it mean that you'll mm. never contact each other again? Or, um, you know, because if you haven't got children, there's nothing necessarily mm. that, that is tying it together. But you might want to just talk about, well, what, what does happen? What happens if we bump into each other in the same circles? 
can we still kind of have a conversation even little things like you know can I do I still give you a kiss on the cheek or mm. like are we quite formal mm. um just working through some of those things I think can make it a lot easier because you know where you stand mm. half the issue is when you separate is I don't know how to be anything other than what I was to you originally your partner your wife your husband I don't know how to not be that yeah that's so true Mm. man that is some major truth because we're not good with change yeah i knew what i was before i knew what i was two weeks ago mm. i may not have been in a good place but i knew what i was mm-hmm. now i don't know what i am anymore i don't know i don't know how we act i don't know how we behave i don't know how we are with each other and mm-hmm. sometimes that can lead to poor poor behaviors because you don't know how you don't know whether kind of what behavior is going to be accepted and what isn't and you end up getting it wrong yeah yeah Oh gosh, yes. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, the things that we leave with without any agreement, without any words, it's yeah. quite shocking. And that's actually why we see a lot of people who experience ghosting, right? So mm. I thought we were just doing a trial separation and now my partner won't talk to me ever. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to reach out to them yeah. and they won't respond. And that's simply because yeah. each party did not say what separation meant to them. Yeah. And so get down to the cold, hard facts. Like, what do you mean by separation? And specifically, how many times a week, a month, a year are we allowed to contact each other or not at all? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, expert tip, uh, when you are having this conversation, if you are suggesting a separation because it's easier and you think it's going to rip the Band-Aid off a little more gently than just saying, I'm done here. Have a second thought on that because your your partner is going to hear the words that you say. So if you're like, oh, let's do a trial separation, they're going to hear trial separation. They're not going to hear what you really mean. And if you really mean like... End the relationship. Yeah, totally. There's yeah. no easy way to rip off a Band-Aid. I think all of us have tried to ghost somebody as opposed to just sitting and telling them what we actually yeah. feel and believe. And it comes from a place though where I don't want to tell you something because I don't want to upset you Mm -hmm. however the fact that you don't know where you're at and you don't know uh whether whether we're talking not talking whether we're in a relationship not in a relationship like that is far worse because that's total confusion than somebody just having that painful discussion because it hurts in the beginning but it doesn't hurt forever yeah it doesn't hurt forever yeah if people have information they can move on with that. They can take that information yeah. and make something constructive with their lives. Yeah. I mean, heartbreak is, is hard. It sucks, but we, we do all get over it. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I think on some level too, perhaps we are scared for, of somebody to, to get over us, mm. you know, Yeah. because it can be shockingly amazing. Like how quickly people, if they're given something clear, they can actually get over us. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that might not be easy to see that mm. your partner is moving on. If you give them the, yeah. if you're not clear somehow, somehow, and sometimes we want to kind of keep our partner dangling because we're not clear. Yeah. We don't like being around them, but we do like a bit of their attention mm. and we don't have any path to move on. All we, all we knew is that we needed something different than what we have now. So we're sort of yeah. trying to kind of just get away from something, but not realizing where we're going. So if our partner moves on, that can be really terrifying sometimes it does feel a little bit nice to keep somebody dangling because we don't know who we are (laughs) yeah but it's not it's not the way we would want to be treated so yeah you've got it shit or get off the pot it comes up time and again yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah not easy though I think totally recognize that this listener isn't in a good place and I think as well as is thinking about how you're going to behave and, and interact with each other think about how you're going to behave and interact with yourself what are you going to do uh, what do you need um going back to some of those things that we we're just talking about in the hot topic there mm-hmm. really check in with yourself I would say um because we can be super mean to ourselves as well oh you got it <laughs> so true <laughs> I feel like the whole world just needs to sleep and rest right now because that's what I need <laughs> oh my gosh let's all just rest rest up let's get a big cozy duvet out <laughs> oh yeah R and R for sure oh you've got oh, it yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right just a step closer to summer just a little inch closer to summer <laughs> yeah. yeah i know i think we need it feels like a um feels like a long winter although we're probably not in winter anymore are we we're in spring now actually <laughs> no i mean so okay so i'm in 41 degree heat right now <laughs> but um apparently back in toronto it's still like puffy jacket weather so it's, mm. it's just this long protracted winter yeah yeah it's lingering it is lingering oh yeah so you've got lots of nice fun things to go and do now and um and I've got some energy levels to try and top up. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> well I'll be chipping away at my energy doing stupid things on the beach in Goa and you are going to be replenishing your energy and we'll we'll meet somewhere in the middle next week. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> well, I hope you have a fantastic time. I'm obviously totally jealous, but that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that um, everybody's going away and doing nice things right oh, now. I promise. I die. <laughs> gritted teeth, smiling through gritted teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm staying away from Instagram right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't. I'm not posting anything. Everyone's sh- sharing their aeroplane shots. <laughs> uh, everybody is, right? I know, I know. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh, man. That's all <laughs> right. You can tell the, the tables are turning, you can tell for sure. I'm hoping. That wonderlust has got the better of us all. Oh, I tell you. I know. We're all hitting the road. All yeah. hitting the road. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Okay. Well, till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.